0: Hey everyone, welcome back Hope everyone is staying safe This is series 2 of the Sofa Club Titans of Industry Edition where each week a different leader will speak to us about how they got into their particular industry and how they've been able to cope with COVID-19 and how they feel the country, their company, and as individuals they will cope moving forward. To get the backstage pass to all our guests and even be able to ask your own questions to them, remember to follow and like the Sofa Club underscore on Instagram and Facebook. So without any more interruptions, let's hear who we have speaking with us today. Great. So this is the, the new series of the Sofa Club. And I'm really happy to introduce to you Tony Bush, who is president of Nestin, of the Neston Club. Sorry, it's just been renamed. Um, and it was founded in 1881. And cricket, hockey, racquetball, squash and tennis can all play, be played there uh, on one site. And also the Parkgate Clubhouse is suitable for all functions and is a really nice place to meet up and um, go for a drink or enjoy the scenic views of Parkgate. Um, so, yeah, Tony, um, if you'd like to just give a little bit of information about yourself, that'd be great.
1: Great, Only that was a good introduction of the, the Neston Club. Um, and obviously I've been a member there for just over 30 years. And Sally, my wife, um, was a member there before I was. And she was in the first team, hockey and tennis. And she was a good sports, sports person. And um, I went down to watch. And I was, uh, just happened to be on the side of a, um, a hockey pitch. And they said, we're one short. Don't know who you are. Could you, could, would you like to, to play? And I literally ran back. We lived literally half a mile away and got my boots on, got my stuff on, never played the game before and they were such a friendly bunch and I continued to be uh, to be playing and to play tennis and got involved with with the club a bit more. So I live locally, I'm uh, an osteopath, I treat back problems and sports injuries and um, have been doing for the last 35 years or so and uh, so I kind of live and work locally. So that's that's me, pretty much. I've got three children, three dogs, and um, we are uh, we're heavily involved with the Neston Club, as you've quite correctly described in a very positive way. Um, we've just rebranded because we are a, a club that does, offers so much, and you, you touched on the Parkgate Clubhouse as well. It does weddings and parties and conferences, but we obviously main, mainly we do sport. But um, uh, you know, it's a great place.
0: No, that's a, that's a brilliant introduction, and that, I'd never heard that story before. So that's that's amazing. I hadn't realised that that was the, that was how it all started. So yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think it's um, something to be to be really excited about. Is a club that is very. I mean, I'm not sure how you you entered the club and what your first experiences were. I mean, I, I think I I was uh, on a hockey team with you, Ollie. I think it's to recall um, some time ago. But we are a friendly club and it's a family club and it's a very big community club. Um, and in fact, I mean, I know this might be one of your questions leading up to it, but. Leading into into further things, but um, the the recent traumas of of COVID and COVID nineteen, the club has really been been good at supporting older members, doing their shopping and helping with you know pharmaceutical and stuff that people need to go for <clears throat> and they can't get so. The club has really come to uh, come to its its best, really. I think under this traumatic time.
0: Yeah, we'll move on to some of those slightly later. But yeah, I just wanted to point out that it's. I would say that it's relatively rare that you find a club which crosses so many different generations, and also within your your family, you'll have numerous people playing in different teams and everything's under one roof effectively in one one site because there'll be teams and clubs that specifically focus on a particular sport um, and really pump in a lot of money and they may have a different site. However, everything at the Nesting Club is on one site. It's nice that when we finish the hockey game, we can then watch the tennis or vice versa and everyone stays down and it's a very family atmosphere with with numerous people, especially when I started playing exactly what you said before. Um, there'll be people who are older than me in different professions and we all you know, will go and spend time together out of the whole club scenario as well. We'll go for a drink or we'll go for some food and I think that is a really lovely atmosphere, especially with the youngsters as well. You, when you see the... The, the marriage is almost in the club and now you've got the little babies arriving and they're playing hockey as well. It's just a lovely thing to see. And uh, I feel like it's been the same way for a number of years, hence what you mentioned with meeting Sally. So.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, we, we are a kind of um, a, a big part of the community and um, we have bridge and um, other things, going, croquet and bowls so it really does cover everybody from all ages and all sexes and creeds and whatever. It, it's, it really is, I think, a modern club that is developed. And, and you know, one of the big things uh, you know, I've been trying to, to really <laughs> encourage is, is the unity of the club and how important it is to be, because it has been a little bit uh, fractional in the past. You, know, you just play one sport, you play the other, and they don't talk to each other. Whereas I think now we're far more um, integrated, as you've touched on. And I'm hoping that the Neston Club is partly one of the reasons for the, the rebrand was to make it very much a, a club one for all. So, you know, that, that, was, that was the gist behind some of that anyway.
0: No, exactly. I think that's a really good opening um, to the start of the episode. So I don't know whether there's a listeners listening who are first time to the Sofa Club. So the kind of the premise of Series 2 is... Um, it came to me, the idea, um, due to the number of different industries that have been affected in completely different ways um, to the outbreak of the coronavirus, and I thought it would be an interesting insight to get you, uh, Tony, um, to speak about, on, on, from a, from your role as the president of the club, how it's been affected, how it's affected um, the club, and obviously, the consequences of what you've put into place um, to kind of help—you've brought, kind of mentioned that earlier—brought in different people to help the the more vulnerable, um, but also kind of have a backstage backstage pass to hearing about the disruptions in different seasons, etc. So I just thought if we just start on that, and then we can move into slightly things later on.
1: Yeah, no, sure, Ollie. I mean, it's—I um, like the way you say backstage. Past. That's, that sounds exciting. This won't be exciting. This will be pretty boring, really. But um, we uh, we are a, have a, a team, a management team, and uh, we've been meeting quite a lot, obviously, over the last few weeks because of this this COVID. And so we have followed quite a few people. We have kept on two of our ground staff who um, are keeping our grounds in good nick because we are we are vaguely hopeful that maybe, maybe tennis might come back in a bit sooner than, than others. Uh, the cricket um, kind of uh, thoughts are from the ECB that we won't be playing before July. So that's, that's a problem. But all of these things need to be, we can't just furlough our grand staff and then start them up a week beforehand because we'll be mowing a meadow that is, that is kind of 12 inches high of grass. So we've got to keep it all good. And Thankfully, we've applied for grants, which we are processing. Literally, today I heard that, that our local um, council have, have, um, are processing a grant, so that's going to really help us. Um, we have closed... I mean, we are, we are literally unable to do anything at our club. We, we can't play, so there's nothing, no income whatsoever bar our, our members' subscription. And thankfully, we have a really loyal uh, membership and pretty much all of them have maintained their membership and so forth. We're a non-profit making organisation, that we probably do it for um, for the members. So we're not a big corporate, so we can't kind of stop stop membership because that would just really it would be the death of us, and we wouldn't we wouldn't survive. So uh, thankfully, our membership uh, is still bringing some money in, uh, even though we're not able to offer anything, and that's an awkward one. But um, we really are. You know, grateful for, for loyal members and um, fingers crossed you know we might get something functioning in July, August who knows um, in which case we'll be ready to roll and um, and hopefully we'll be uh, up and running when we do come back.
0: No yeah exactly I think it is just a difficult scenario with especially the hockey season being cut short and the cricket being postponed and hopefully the within the next few weeks or the, definitely, the coming months we'll have a better idea, but it's obviously something new to all of us. We didn't really know how how we would be able to cope. Um, so it's nice that the the membership's still being paid. Um, and I think everyone, I think the big thing with this is everyone understands the scenario we're in. It's all unprecedented circumstances, and we just have to kind of all stick together and hope that by the time we come out of the end of it, um, everything will be as much normal as we we know. Or have been used to before? Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it is it's. I mean, it's uh, there's debates going all over the place, and I think um, post COVID and you know after COVID and before COVID, I think we will be saying over the next few years. Well, before COVID, we did this, and before COVID, we did that, and I think it will change a lot of the way we do things and and think and play sport and socialise. We um, We've got a big function coming up in July, which we will pretty surely not be doing, which is a big, you know about it, it's a big, kind of, if we have a big lunch in a marquee and a a famous sports person, and we have a big ball and a big party. And, of course, those things things will not be happening in July. I mean, we haven't officially postponed them, but we will be. And I I really don't know whether September is even too optimistic, to be doing anything like that because social distancing will continue for for some time for a lot of a lot of people so it's a real you know you can't plan i think you know lots of industries um within uh, hospitality particularly you can't you can't plan and so we are a big hospitality club as you well know and um we can't plan anything really because we just don't know so fingers crossed ollie let's let's be positive as Captain Tom, as Captain Tom says, tomorrow is always another day, isn't there? So,
0: no, exa- exactly, exactly, and I think y- you mentioned it previously, but I think we should we should just kind of congratulate everyone who's been involved with raising money, um, who are affiliated with the club, and also um, the way that the a lot of the members of the club have helped out kind of the the less vulnerable. So, if you'd maybe like to just speak about that,
1: yeah, no, we we. Um, we were about well, just just at the beginning of this this um, COVID kind of lockdown, we um, we said what can we do to, to kind of help our members, and we have a we have about hundred and ten over the age of seventy, and so we literally rang up all one hundred and ten and said what can we do to help, and we are helping about forty five people. We've buddied buddies um, them up with other younger members. And we've kind of geographically placed them so they're around the corner. And they will go and do shopping. I, I'm looking after two. I've done some shopping for, um, for Stuart uh, today. And we go and check on him every three or four days. And it's good because I think it keeps them kind of linked with the club. I don't know how, you, how you're finding it, but I think a lot of the older generation don't quite understand about social distancing, quite understand that they shouldn't be driving a car to the, to the shops and they are, they are, they're a huge risk. So I think to be able to help, and that's one of the great things about the club, it's a real family community club. And it's, um, we've had some great feedback from the, the, um, the people we're helping because some of them literally haven't got family near them. They have got family hundreds of miles away. And of course they can't come to the shopping. So so that's a really positive thing that's come out of it, and I think I think that that friendship that people are developing over the last few weeks and, and continuing, Nick, will will continue. I think hopefully when we do get the go ahead to maybe socialise a bit, we might um, we might have a bit of fun with uh, with kind of the buddy the buddy system we've had. So fingers crossed.
0: No, no, absolutely, no, That's brilliant, and it's so nice to know that that's going on behind the scenes. Um, and it doesn't necessarily always get the the recognition that it probably does deserve. Um, just on a personal level, um, how have you been finding it and, um, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself preoccupied? Because I know from um, seeing you all the time around the club, um, you like to keep busy and I was just wondering kind of how, how you've been affected.
1: I think it's, it's a, it takes a few weeks, doesn't it? To kind of try and work out a, a way to manage this, um, Sally and I get up, try and get up reasonably early and take the dogs for a walk and try and get that into a routine. Um, and then, and the weather's been so good. I mean, I just dread to think what the weather had thrown at us. If it had been cold, miserable, dark for yeah, exactly. the first four or five weeks of this, this lockdown, we would have, I think, really struggled. Um, but no, we've we been good. We've... I think everyone has said their gardens are looking great. Their garages are all sorted. We've done all that. Um, we've been busy with. Um, we've got two children staying with us. We've got Arthur and Freddie staying with us. Um, yeah. So they uh, they've been helpful and doing stuff. And um, and then you know the, the day kind of drifts on. It's amazing how quickly the day goes when you've kind of hardly done anything. It's quite extraordinary, but. Um, we try and share the, share the, the, um, the cooking and, um, try and keep busy. We really do try and get busy, but there are times, let's be honest, we're lucky enough to live in a lovely place that you can go for walks. And we are lucky enough to have a house that means that you can just quietly go off into another room and do your own thing for half an hour, an hour, that, that helps massively. So, um, I'm not sure if that's particularly a, a good a good thing um but uh that's what we do yeah
0: no no 100 percent. i think that something else that i've found um with speaking to friends and and people i work with they have found that they've a lot of things they've been putting off for a long period of time due to commitments and work and just life in general is relatively is busy um, they've been able to find time for that. So whether that be cooking more, um, going out, less less going out and just doing things for the sake of it because you have to um, stay at home. So the gardening's all been getting done. They're spending more time as a family. I think one of the, the big things to come from this is... Um, you tend to be speaking, uh, I know that Zoom calls and quizzes and spending time talking to people, whether that be your family and your grandparents or just a, gr- a group of friends. You're, we're spe- I mean, from my personal experience, I'm speaking, I've got quizzes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's all um, with people who, yeah, I'm really good friends with, but I wouldn't necessarily speak to them every single week. Um, so it's nice to kind of have that touch base. And I think as a nation, it sounds bizarre, but in a way, it's brought us all a lot closer together. And I think we're communicating more than ever before.
1: Ollie, I think you've, you've, you've touched it bang on because it's the worst of times, and yet, I wouldn't say the best of times, but it's it's some good times in there as well. And I think you've touched on all of those. We slowed down a bit. We can we can kind of reflect on what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. I've been going through our photograph albums, sorting all that stuff out, been playing around with other stuff uh, that I that I'm meant to do. You know, as you say, oh, I'll do that on one day. And of course, you never do. So I, I, I'm, kind of, I, I'm kind of enjoying it in some respects. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm doing a little project at the moment with um, I'm a member of a local Facebook group called Nest and Past, and we have some lovely old photographs of, um, of positions, of, of houses, of places, and park gate fronts, and so forth. And I've gone down to exactly the same point and videoed it and photographed it from the same position that someone did it 100 years ago. And I've wow. kind of mushed the photographs together and so that's a little project that i've been doing for the last week and a half two weeks and it's actually good fun and it's it's i would never have the time to do that and i'm really enjoying it and it's quite kind of relaxing and quite yeah. um destructing so yeah so things like that are, are great
0: no that's great actually i think i've actually seen some examples so just for everyone listening if they if they would like to see these for themselves um where's the best place to see them
1: well um neston past or the neston club um facebook page there are a few and it's it is amazing how how the buildings obviously just don't change but traffic lights um the uh, the busyness of the roads um even even in lockdown is is busy compared with these photographs and some of them work really well and um i think I think it's, uh, it's quite fun. I've added some music and some kind of bird sound and beach sound. And it, it kind of, you can almost imagine what it was like 100 years ago. And yet suddenly it flashes to 2020. And uh, then it goes back to, to 1920, um, which is kind of ironic because obviously 100 years ago, we had this Spanish flu, the same kind of things going on, 1918. Um, so very similar times, actually, 100 years apart.
0: No, I think I think that is a is amazing because you kind of you don't appreciate, especially on the Wirral, that a lot of the places have been built up so significantly, um, and you just don't appreciate what it what what you're walking on. I think we live in a in a great area where you can really see the big differences that um, people moving here and building up have, have made, uh, whether that be the old train tracks or the milestone marks for where the old roads were. Um, it is really interesting and, and I think trying to appreciate and go back and see your roots um, is really interesting, especially when, when you have the time to because it, it is quite it, time consuming to try and find those exact places because a lot of them look completely different now than, than they did previously.
1: I know yeah I mean I'll just there's one um, on the D and I'm not sure if your listeners, I'm sure a lot of them are local. The river D is silted up and there's one lovely photograph of some children going down some steps onto the beach by the park gate, by Mostyn House, school it was, and um, it's about 10 foot lower 100 years ago, and it's silted up, and so I took the photograph today, and I am 10 foot above where the person who took the photograph 100 years ago was. So the angles of the brickwork and the angles of... um, Kind of buildings are different by ten feet. But I can't go any lower because of the sills. Yeah. So that's that was one of them, and that's quite quite interesting.
0: No, no, no. Definitely, definitely. I think I think you kind of mentioned it slightly earlier on, but the The environment has taken such a beating over I don't know countless years that I don't know the the sky's looking a lot clearer. I don't know whether that's something that's the the kind of the wildlife's coming back into certain areas that it used to be. I think if there is a positive to come from it, it is probably that we've almost set a reset button. And and I think that in all of our heads, when we're talking about recycling and. And things like that you we we'd all well I, I know from a personal point of view i thought oh yeah but what's it, it really going to make a difference is it going to make a difference how long do we have to sustain this these changes for it to, to come to fruition and i think that well it's only been a, i mean now it's five weeks but over over a couple of weeks we we're already seeing changes in the in the shift in the in the the landscape which i think is fascinating
1: i i ollie i think you're, you're absolutely right i think um what we've all been able to do in the last five weeks, and we've had to do, you know, literally is a life-threatening kind of process, just goes to show that we can can do it. And, you know, the the, the environment and the, the push for um, less greenhouse gases and so forth and all those those kind of arguments means that actually we, we could do it. We actually, you know, we've done it. We've done this. We could actually do other things. And I'm hoping... You know the um, the environmental push will um, will take a, a real positive out of this, and and we'll have a lot more followers as a result, and we'll change the way we do and think and recycle, as you've touched on. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful that you know, as the whole point of these rainbows in the windows, you know, after a storm there's a rainbow, and that's you know metaphorically speaking, but actually in reality, maybe there might well be some positive positiveness coming out of uh, the dreadful times that we've had and of course lots of people have lost family um thankfully you know we're we we had a, a couple of members who have have been lost um uh, out of a thousand to twelve hundred members i know of two that have died um one actually of cancer sadly and one of covid so yeah it's it's there, there's there's some good positive things but obviously
0: uh, we've got to remember those people who uh, who have who have um who have died. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. And um, this actually what we just mentioned links on finally to the the final kind of question, which is moving forward, do you think that there there'll be ways in not only your personal life but maybe the club and and just social scenarios that you think will probably change for for the forever almost, that the, there'll be certain scenarios that that we won't go back to? Do you think, kind of, where where we are, where we're at with that? I know
1: it's it's a very interesting question. It's you are literally we are in an unknown zone. I, I don't know how that you know a hundred years ago. We touched on the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen, just after the First World War, and how I wonder how people reacted for months and years after that, and whether you know obviously one does forget very quickly within a very short time. We do forget, and I'm sure, sadly, we will. Um but you know, just passing people in the street nowadays, you are you you move out of the way, don't you? And you kind of move onto the road almost. Thankfully yeah. the road's not busy. Yeah, exactly. And and they say thank you and we say thank you, and, and we've touched on people are a lot more thoughtful, a lot more kind of um uh, thinking of other people. And yeah. I, I think I'm hoping that will 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 certainly be with us for a, a long time. I think on a commercial point of view and, and entertaining and and events, Cracky, Um, I really don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking. You know, when you go to an event, you say hello and you shake hands and you give people a hug yeah. and a kiss. Cracky, that that could all change, couldn't it? I know that um, was
0: that was something that kind of hit me a little bit. With are we, are we going to be in a scenario where you kind of say hi to someone without shaking their hands? And that's that's something that through generations, you just it's just very you know bizarre. There will probably be a point. That
1: that um, we become a little bit more kind of relaxed. Um, when is that? When is that going to be a year? Is it going to be six months? I really don't know. I, I think um, I think a lot depends on the second wave of this virus, and um, you know we're still on the first wave. And I think I think Japan has had a bit of a second wave. I think there's a few other countries that might be witnessing a second wave, and that will will we'll certainly buckle down your ideas of, of uh, social distancing and um, touching things and washing your hands for the next, you know, six months, nine months, etc. So, yeah, um, it's one of those things, it's an unknown thing. And I think, go back go back five or six weeks and explain to you and I that we'd be doing this. I Certainly for me, I would not have believed it. I would have said, oh, it... Isn't going to be that bad, exactly. Um,
0: but I think that that's the way that everyone felt. I remember that we were kind of joking around when there was. I remember the Wirral specifically was the place that the people who uh, potentially were affected by COVID were were staying in quarantine, yes, and we yes. all thought. Oh well, there's there's eight people in the whole of the UK who have got this. It's we're not going to get it. It's not going to be an issue. And then suddenly, almost it was it was almost overnight. There was then all of these cases. Everyone was being told that they needed to not leave the house. And 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 as a nation, I would say that we're quite stubborn and kind of want to be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. And to so almost be told that that couldn't happen. And it was really out of out of the blue, kind of took everyone by surprise. And and yeah, just in the short space of time, as you said. We've seen such a quite a massive, considerable difference. It's unbelievable, really.
1: It, it is, isn't it? I, I, it is. This is our kind of moment. And um, you know, go back to, to to the war, First World, Second World War. Um, suddenly, war's declared, and wham, life changes. And I, I suppose you know, obviously, it's, it's not not like a war, but it is like a war. It is there's a lot of similarities, but. <clears throat> um, that would have been a very similar scenario. Go back to 1939, and the sudden change. You can't do this, and you can't do that, and rationing, and so forth. And, and this is this is you know this is a lot easier to manage, isn't it? We're not we're not having to go to or well, you, you know, the age of twenty. How oh, old are you? Only 21?
0: Just turned twenty four, actually.
1: 24, you see, you're a youngster. Uh, um, 24, you would have been, you know, if this was a war, you would have been taken, you know, would have had to sign up. Exactly.
0: What we're really being asked to do is just stay in for a couple of weeks and just try to keep everything safe. And which there were a lot of people kind of an uproar about this, but when you put the whole thing into perspective, we get we have all the mod cons. We have the TV, we have the laptop, we have the ability to talk to each other. We're not being bombed. We're just trying to keep it safe. It isn't forever, and we just need to be sensible as a nation. And hopefully, we'll get through it relatively soon.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think uh, yeah, you you've, you you're absolutely right. I I um, there's been a lot of comments on on social media and news about actually today's problems are a lot easier to manage
0: yeah that's perfect well i think we covered everything i wanted to and i think that's really given the listeners a great insight into the club as a whole um the problems and and ways of overcoming that um and hopefully within the next hopefully six months everything will be relatively back to normal and and neston uh, the neston club will be a great place for new members to to come and join in absolutely Ollie
1: and uh, you know f- fingers crossed we'll be able to to see each other in in, uh, in person and we can give each other a, a, a hug or whatever but yeah absolutely yeah, yeah we'll see we'll see
0: <laughs> <laughs> no just finally for me then I'd like to say thank you very much for joining um, I think that's been really interesting and very insightful and um, I hope you stay safe great Ollie. good you and, and well done on this this is a great uh, a
1: great thing i think it'll be be great fun to to listen to future uh sofa club chit chats it'll be great perfect thank you very much for your time thank you cheers
0: ollie bye now i hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the sofa club to stay up to date with all the latest information on new guests joining in the coming weeks please check out our instagram the sofa club underscore and remember that all t-shirts are now back in stock online stay safe and i hope to speak to you soon